shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Yes, for the samples, because seasonal allergies are no joke in the state of Tennessee. Or Kentucky, where I spend the summers at Hopetown. I spend most of the summer outdoors and could not function without allergy relief. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. You just described my exact state in waking up minus the need for coffee. (laughs) I've been taking Claritin D for my allergies for years, and it's been an absolute life changer. I can be outside with the kids at camp without my eyes watering like a fountain, and I can speak without feeling like a frog has jumped into my throat. But at Hopetown, a frog could jump into your boat or your bed, (laughs) and Claritin can't really help with that. That's true, but they've got allergies covered. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Welcome to the Raising Boys and Girls podcast. I'm Sissy Goff. I'm David Thomas. And I'm Melissa Trevathan. And we are so glad you've set aside a few minutes to spend with us today. In each episode of this podcast, we'll share some of what we're learning in the work we do with kids and families on a daily basis at Daystar Counseling in Nashville, Tennessee. Our goal is to help you care for the kids in your life with a little more understanding, a little more practical help, and a whole lot of hope. So pull up a chair and join us on this journey from our little yellow house to yours. The Raising Boys and Girls podcast is brought to you in partnership with Minnow. Minnow provides meaningful screen time and shared experiences for families to help you grow in your faith together. Check them out at podcast.gominnow.com. That's podcast.gominnow.com. Sadie Robertson Huff is well known for her engaging smile and energetic personality. But there is a lot more to this 24-year-old wife and new mom. Wise beyond her years, Sadie has dedicated her life to encouraging girls and young women with the light of Jesus. We are so excited to have her on the podcast to talk about being a new mom, growing in grace, and living with the kind of confidence that only comes from God. Sadie, we are so excited for you to join us on the Raising Boys and Girls podcast. And we're so grateful for your voice that feels like it is bringing light and kindness and hope to this generation of the world. So we're just so grateful for who you are and that you'd spend time with us. Thank you. I'm excited to spend time with y'all. And it's kind of crazy that I am raising a little girl now because I feel like for the longest time, I've been like everyone's kid and uh, I have a kid. (laughs) And so it's really cool. Is this your first parenting podcast as a parent? I think this is my very first parenting podcast. When you said that, oh, I was like, wow, awesome. I am on a parenting podcast. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> and tell everybody her name and how old she is. Yes. Yeah, so I have a four-month-old baby girl. Her name is Honey James Huff. She is crazy. She has 
all of me and Christian's energy, which is a lot, put in in one little body. And she's just so much fun. She's so sweet and so strong, which is what we prayed over her, even with naming her Honey, that she'd be sweet and strong. So we're just obsessed. I love that idea, sweet and strong. That's a good combo for girls, for sure. Yes. Are you getting any sleep? Well, actually, she's crazy like her mom and dad, but she also sleeps like us, and she sleeps a lot. <laughs> she loves and appreciates the art of sleep. She does it during the day, hates to take naps, and then at night, she just crashes, and she'll sleep literally till we wake her up, till we wake up, which is, like, I know really rare, but I will say most moms, I think, have, like, the day naps. That is something that we have not grasped yet very well. <laughs> Bless your heart. Well, you look rested and you like you're sure really do. present today. Thanks. <laughs> Thank amazing. you. Well, she slept good last night. Good. Well, Sadie, this season of our podcast is called Modern Parents Vintage Values based on a book that Sissy and our boss and good friend Melissa wrote together. And so we've just been thinking a lot about modern challenges and vintage values we want to instill in kids and just would love to know because you intersect and interact with so many students. Just what's one modern challenge that you would say you see kids facing in this particular time? And how do you think we could help them with that? Yeah, it's a great question. I think this is probably the most obvious answer, but I think it's obvious for a reason. I think the most modern challenge we have is social media. It's Mm. our phones and that, you know, we're no longer just taught by the people around us who actually are teaching us in a good direction. We're taught by every influencer we follow, whether they're actually leading us where we want to go, where we need to go in life or not, just because they're cool, they're now our mentor, right? Just because they're trendy, they're now what we're going after. And I think there probably was always a little bit of that. People might have seen someone on a magazine, or, but it would be like in a store in passing. But now it's like all day, every day on your phone, and the phone is what is teaching us how to live. And that's kind of scary. I think that's why we see a new generation of values that are completely different than their parents because they're taught by a phone instead of just by their loving parents who do have what's best for them in mind. And so I definitely think that that's a huge challenge that we're facing. And as far as a solution, I think we have to instill better boundaries with the phone. And I think we need to do that for ourselves if you're old enough to be wise and do that. And then (laughs) we definitely have to do that for our kids for sure. Christian and I always talk about this. We're like, poor honey, she is not going to have a phone until she's like 16. Because <laughs> I'm like, because we know, because we know the damage that it causes. Right. Yes. You know, that's so interesting. We have talked for a long time about how boys can end up really idolizing sports figures and different people from magazines and TV. And I have never felt like girls do that as much. Because I think that relationship component hasn't been there. But what you're saying, I think, is part of what speaks to the heart of girls of not only are we watching this person who now has become our mentor, which is a great way to say that, but we feel like we have relationship. And so Mm -hmm. we're that much more connected, even though it is not a relationship. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, the mirage of that is so significant. I love that you said that. David, did you get your taxes finished? What did you say? What are you eating? 
Okay, I am obsessed with these new Chipotle barbecue kettle chips. Will you share? I would have, but they are all gone. Where'd you get them? Thrive Market. Uh, how much do we love Thrive Market? I could record an entire podcast about that topic. You know who else loves Thrive Market? Patches. She loves the surf and turf meaty littles from the Honest Kitchen. I love that Patches has a surf and turf situation going on. (laughs) From pets to kids to grown-ups, everyone can find things they love at Thrive. Thrive Market is my go-to for all my grocery and household essentials. And the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to my doorstep is a huge time saver. I love that Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and I can use their on-site filters to suit my lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with a few clicks. And as a Thrive Market member, I save money on every single grocery order. On average, I save over 30% each time. They even have a deals page that changes daily and always has some of my favorite brands. David, how much did you save on your last order? I saved $32. I saved over $12.67. How much did Patches save? (laughs) A lot. She's ordering more than I am. You got me hooked on ordering frozen foods. I got salmon, bacon, and pork this month. Something else I love is when you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. I love that too. Save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash RBG for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash RBG thrivemarket.com slash rbg well as a parent now what is one of the issues you think is harder about being a parent that's different than when your parents were raising you it may be technology as well yeah y'all aren't quite there yet with honey (laughs) yeah not there yet i think it's the same thing i think it's technology but i think in a different way what was different than when my parents raised me and i think kids now which is going to be interesting raising honey it's like whenever i was little whenever we were actually i can't even say this word because my mom said bored is a cuss word in our house like we could never (laughs) say that we're bored but whenever we didn't have anything to do we felt like my parents would just say go outside and we'd go outside and we'd literally make up games like me and my friend we played dragons she was the pink and purple dragon and i was the green and blue dragon and like part of that is just like the (laughs) innocence and like the fun of childhood like creating games and like entertaining yourself and I used to plant my apple seeds every day but I would plant them in different places so I have no idea where to water them so I never had a tree grow (laughs) but like it was just fun like it was just like the creativity of like being a child and I think nowadays like we kind of have this cop out with the screens and it can be like oh well like you don't have to entertain yourself because there's like endless people who want to entertain you who are fighting for your attention on the screen and I'm not against screens like I think people probably hear this and like man she really doesn't like technology I actually do like it and I think it's amazing within a boundary and I don't think it should be your only source of you know mentorship or your only source of entertainment so for honey with all these kids who are going to have their phone 
whenever I say, hey, go outside, <laughs> she's probably going to hate that. But I want her to, <laughs> you know, be able to entertain herself, be able to find things that she likes and things that make her laugh and have fun that aren't something that someone else, you know, has already programmed for her to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Along those lines, is there anything else from your childhood, your growing up that you'd love to bring back today? Well, definitely just creativity and the games and stuff. I think one thing, I don't think this is gone today, but it's something that I hope continues is just like family meals together and sitting down Mm -hmm. and having like genuine conversation. I think lives are so busy nowadays that if you don't make time, you're not going to have time. If you don't Mm -hmm. like actually intentionally set a time, it probably isn't going to show up in your day. And I love how my family, like we had dinner together. My mom always would lay in the bed with us and read us a book. My parents, both my mom and my dad, they just really made time for us, even though they were so busy. And so I just hope that as life continues to get busy, we continue to make quality time for each other because, you know, I have to remember, and this is, I think, one thing that's easy right now to think about because she's so little, but I want to always remember that, like, she's my first party in ministry. She's my first work, my first job, my first everything. Like, that's my family's the most important thing. And so if I'm going to, I can't just say that. I have to show that. And so, yeah, I think one thing I want to do, and I don't think it's a lost art, but just the family dinner together. Mm. That's awesome. Yes. Okay. I was going to say, let's go old school, but you can't go that old school. (laughs) Not as much as we can. But what is one thing you loved from your childhood, like a book or a game that you played or a movie or something that you feel like you definitely want to incorporate into Honey's life? Okay. I was thinking about this. This is kind of funny because I'm not old school, y'all. I I am only 24, so some of my things that are my childhood are probably like maybe sound like new to, to y'all in a funny way. <laughs> okay, this is really funny. My family, like we love American Idol, and I loved American Idol. Like we love reality TV shows, and we all watch them together. And that's something that's actually really fun for us. Like we love Survivor. We love American Idol. We love Dancing with the Stars. So when I was little, I had like American Idol toothbrush that like sang to me when I brushed my teeth. And like I was like planning what song I was going to sing on American Idol. And this is so embarrassing. But I really thought my vocal range really was just shown the most whenever I sang Silent Night. And so I told my mom I was going to audition for American Idol with the song Silent Night. That would have been horrible. (laughs) But I I was thinking about that. And that used to be so fun for me. And I cannot Mm. wait to like watch with Honey and like just see her take it on and go sing the songs. Like even like I can't wait for her to see Frozen and like want to be Elsa and Anna. Like that's going to be so so much fun. Do you still have your American Idol toothbrush you can pass on? Oh, uh, I wish. Aww. If I did, <laughs> I'd definitely use it. <laughs> That's so great. What have you found is the best part of being a new mom? Oh, man, the best part of being a mom, I think this is kind of maybe a different answer, but I feel like my life really is super busy and it's been that way for the past five years. It's just been go, 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 and a million different things in a day and traveling or whatnot. And whenever I had honey, I feel like everything just got put more into place because I had my priority. I was like, she is 
my priority, like Christian and honey and my family and everything else. You know, I say yes to one, if I'm saying yes to God and two, saying yes, because it's a yes from our family. And so I think it's actually just helped me prioritize life and really get down to what I actually feel called to do and what I want to do. And part of that is like, because of the example I want to set for her or the path I want to lead for her. It's really given me a lot of accountability. Like when I speak, I know like I'm paving the way for the next generation who's in my house right now. And so I don't want to water down the message. I want to, you know, actually be more bold with how I preach, more bold with how I write. And so, yeah, she's given me, a lot to prioritize and a lot to be held accountable for. Mm. What would you say is one of the biggest challenges? <laughs> this is probably silly, but just the crying is like so, you know, yes. extreme. And whenever you're not the mom, you hear other babies crying and maybe it bothers some people. It never bothered me. And so I didn't really think it would bother me. I was like, yeah, like babies cry on planes. It doesn't bother me. I get it. Babies cry. But when you're the mom and your baby's crying and like you can't figure out why, it's so stressful. Mm-hmm. She was really colicky for the first few months. And it was like just so hard because she would just cry for no reason. And I feel like as a mom, like you can just be like, why can't I not soothe my baby? What's wrong? Mm-hmm. Could I change the formula? Could I do this? And like you're just constantly trying to figure out what you can do better to make them happy when in reality, like they're just trying to figure out life themselves. Mm-hmm. I think one thing Christian and I learned at the start is just what grace looks like for each other, what grace looks like for her. And she has to have grace for us because we do things wrong. We put the diaper on backwards, right? Like we had to figure things out too. And so just grace for each other as a family. But yeah, that was really challenging. And just still, you know, the crying is like, how do I help you? I don't know. Ah." And you can just feel like you're losing your mind. But then the second they get over it and they smile, you're like, oh my gosh, nothing even happened. I love you so much. Yes. Mm. Grace for each other. That's a good lesson to come back to over and over. Grace for each other. Grace for the journey. Yes. The Raising Boys and Girls podcast is brought to you in partnership with Minnow. Did you know that Minnow has an award-winning children's Bible written by VeggieTales creator Phil Vischer? The Minnow Laugh and Grow Bible for Kids is more than a children's Bible storybook. It's a deep, engaging, and whimsical gospel experience. Each Bible story is vividly illustrated, takes just minutes to read, and includes a family connection to encourage readers to learn, talk, and pray together. Find out more at shop.gominnow.com. That's shop.gominno.com. Sadie, we've been talking recently around the vintage value of confidence mm-hmm. and just would love to ask you, how do you hope to instill confidence in your daughter? It's great. I hope to teach her at a young age like what confidence really is about. I think whenever I was young, I was so confused on the idea of confidence. I thought confidence came from your appearance or from your social status or from your achievements. And I realized that that is not the case because you could be very well off in your social status. You can be very much crushing it in life and your achievements. You could be so beautiful and you could lack confidence and actually the essence of what that really means. And so whenever I was in eighth grade, I remember kind of having this epiphany on what confidence was because I Googled 
what does God say about confidence? And I was trying to find like a scripture that like would make me just believe that I could be confident. And honestly, what mm. I was looking for was I was just trying to find something where God was like, you're amazing. You're awesome. You should never doubt yourself. And that is like <laughs> not at all what I found. I actually found in Hebrews 10, 35, where it says, so then do not forget the confident trust that you have in the Lord, for that mm. will be richly rewarded. Mm. And when I read that, I was like, oh, a confident trust in God, like not a confident trust in myself, not a confident trust in what I can do, what I'm able to do, what I'm going to do, but a confident trust in who God is, and that's going to be rewarded. And so it was that time that I kind of pivoted my idea of confidence and stopped putting it on myself and my appearance and my status and my achievements and like really put it on God. And it's so cool because if we have our confidence in ourselves, then we'll have it one day and it'll be God the next. But confidence in God will be the easiest thing to maintain because he can't fail. He can't fail. He's always the same. He goes from glory to glory to glory. And so with that, it helps you to rise up and be confident in who you are because you're his. And so I want to really teach honey that from the time she can start to understand that her confidence is in God. It's in the one who is never failing, the beginning and the end, the God who goes from glory to glory. And let her understand that you are going to have days where you're not going to feel self-confident. You are going to have hard days. People are going to say rude things, you know, and not put this false idea in her that like she can muster up all the self-love that the world will tell her mm. that she could have this confidence. I mean, it's just not true because people are fickle. You know, people yes. will change their opinion about you tomorrow, but not about God. Mm. Mm. I love that so much. Confidence in Him. You have done so much at your age. What would you say your parents did when you were growing up to help instill confidence in you that you could do those things besides that moment that you pivoted and, yeah. and learned what it really is? Honestly, they really did always put it on God. Like I remember whenever I was about to go and Dancing with the Stars and I was 17. Actually, I was 16 whenever I did the interview. So I was so young and I just was not sure if I could do this. And honestly, my mom was not sure either. She was like kind of <laughs> nervous. She was kind of nervous too. And I just remember... My mom called a mentor of hers and was like, Sadie's about to go into some stars. I'm nervous. Should I let her do this? Is this horrible? I'm letting my daughter go to Hollywood and do this. And the mentor told my mom, she said, Corey, like, this is not Sadie going to like Hollywood. This is God within her going there. And like, if God is in her, then like his light is going to shine through her. And isn't this like what we're called to do? And so I remember like seeing my mom get over her fear because her faith was stronger than that fear. And she just told me like, Sadie, like, this is what God has called you to do. His light is within you. And it was so cool because when I got there, one of the comments from the judges, actually, this happened like three times. People were like, you're just such a light. It's just like a light. Wow. Like They couldn't figure out like the light. And that was genuinely like what my mom felt like I was called to go and do, just mm. share my light and the light of Jesus. And so I think I just saw my mom choose to have comments in God time and time again. And it's helped me to do the same thing because I've seen it be greatly rewarded like Hebrews 10 talks about. Mm. That's incredible. It is incredible. Sadie, we love to ask, just what encouragement would you want to offer new parents who are listening, maybe even new moms in particular? It's good. I think I guess I had to go back to the grace. 
Grace had always been a church word to me, honestly. I think I never really grasped the depths of what that word meant. I knew God gave us grace, and I've always thought that was an amazing gift, right? But I never really like knew how to apply to my life and my day-to-day life. And I remember years ago, I heard someone say every day they wake up and they ask God to give them more grace for the people around them. And I thought, well, that's a cool prayer. Never prayed it myself because I was like, I feel like I'm a forgiving person. I feel like I love people well, all this stuff. But when you're in a situation like a mom and like every day truly is a new day and every day really does come with challenges and every month different schedules happen. Sometimes they are great at taking naps and sometimes they're terrible at taking naps. And sometimes you mess up that day and sometimes they mess up that day. And sometimes (laughs) you, you know, forget to go by the formula and then you're an hour late to the feeding. And sometimes they're spitting up all over the floor and like you're going to have to have have grace for yourself. You're going to have to have grace for your kid. And the only way you're, I think, really going to be able to do that is if you understand what grace has meant for you and what God has given you Mm. in that grace. Mm. I think so many of these things that used to be great concepts in the Bible that I thought were really kind of God, I've actually seen the power behind them now as a mom. Like your mercies are new every morning how gracious he is to us, how loving he is to us in the midst of our mess. Like all of those things that were a sweet concept has now become very powerful as I've been able to love my daughter, as I've been able to show grace, as I've been able to see love overpower like hard moments. Now I know like, okay, this is what God's showing me as my father. And I feel like for you as a mom, if you're struggling, if you're, you know, having a hard time, like truly run to the father and be met Mm -hmm. by the way he parents you. And then from that place, parent your kid. And I'm saying this fresh out of four months. This is not like I have it all figured out. This is just what I'm beginning to realize as I'm going and hey, grace for the journey. Mm. Yes. Well, I would love for you to tell folks who are listening about a new project that you have. I know you have a new book out and where folks can find you. I think most of them probably know, but. Yes. So my new book is actually a devotional book. It's called Live on Purpose. It's 100 devotions on letting go of fear and following God. And I'm really excited because I think one thing, and I'm I'm actually writing another book right now, and one thing that I've kind of been studying is that like as a generation, we have this thing called purpose anxiety. And people are Mm. so freaking out about what their purpose is that it's actually giving them anxiety. That is so funny and true. That is not the way that like God intended for our purpose to be. It shouldn't be something that makes you anxious. It should be something that makes you excited. It's not some mystery that you have to one day stumble upon if you're in the right place at the right time. It's like in your everyday today, your purpose has already been handed to you and your purpose is literally, you're walking it out as you speak, whether you realize it or not. And the sooner you realize it, the way better you're going to live it. And so I'm excited to give people a book to kind of help them let go of that fear daily. Like, okay, what is it that's making me afraid that I'm not stepping out to the call that God has? And we're going through so many stories in the Bible because this is not a new story. This has actually like been the case forever. When God calls someone, they have to get past the fear that they have initially and have faith that God is actually going to be who God says he's going to be and do what he says he's going to do. And so I really do hope. And they're short. They're super short. Every day you can just pick it up and read it. And I hope that it really inspires people to let go of that fear and truly follow God to live out their purpose. And where's the best way for folks to find you? Yes. And all the great things you're doing. So you can really find me on any social platform. 
on Instagram, I'm legit Sadie Rob. Most everything, I'm either Sadie Robertson or Sadie Robertson Huff on YouTube. You can actually go follow me on there because my podcast is up on podcast app and Spotify, but it's also up on YouTube every Wednesday. And we actually just started a new Huff family vlog that goes out on Mondays. And so you can kind of find us a little bit of anywhere. But we look forward to meeting all new followers and what I would rather say is friends, hopefully. We can actually have more of a relationship than just a follower. And I always say this, if you're following us, we're leading you to Jesus. So just to Mm. be up front, that's where we're going. (laughs) So great. That's great. Sadie, we like to end with something kind of silly. So when we travel around, we're on a mission to try to find the best taco in any city where we land. And would love to know if we could share a taco with you what taco would that be? What's your favorite? Wow, that is such a good question. You know what's hilarious? I just ate breakfast tacos right before we oh, had this call. That's awesome. I literally did. So I will say I used to live in Nashville and like the tacos there are way better than the tacos here. And my Aww. favorite place in Nashville was St. Anejo. That's like my favorite yes. restaurant. It is so good. Here, if you're ever so coming by Western Louisiana, there is a place and it is called Fiesta Nutrition. It is literally a little pharmacy, a little grocery store, and there's a hole in the wall and it is Good Earth Juice Bar and they have tacos for breakfast. And that is what I just ate for breakfast. And so if you're ever coming by West Monroe, Monroe area, gotta go stop by. Fiesta Nutrition. We'll remember that. Yes, we will. Yeah. Well, Sadie, you certainly are a light. They were exactly right on Dancing with the Stars. And thank you for speaking so much truth with so much grace. I feel like this is going to be such an encouragement to moms of all ages and dads too. So thank you for being with us. Thank you. Thank you all so much. It was so nice to meet you all. You too. You too. Great to be with you. The Raising Boys and Girls podcast is brought to you in partnership with Minnow. Minnow helps you make screen time meaningful for your family with shows kids love and values parents' trust. Check them out at podcast.gomino.com. That's podcast.g-o-m-i-n-n-o.com. It's our joy to bring the experience and insight we gain through our work beyond the walls of the Daystar House. Join us next time for more help and hope as you continue your journey of raising boys and girls.